Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is a surprise for me. It's TB to set the question show. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the autumn ready TB Markinson, or fall ready for you over there in America. Hello TB, how are you today? It's funny you say that because now whenever I want to say like, oh, it's autumn, I have to stop and then I'm like, wait, do we say autumn in the US or is that UK? Or if I say fall, it's the same thing. Like now normal things that like normal conversation, this trips me up after living in three different countries where I'm like, I'm not sure where I'm at anymore. <laughs> I just don't know what the words are anymore. So, and then people like stare at me. Like when I walk into um, a restaurant here and I ask for the loo and they're like, could you could you do a hybrid maybe um fortum hello and welcome to fortum i don't know i don't want to like start making up words where i can get like arrested or anything that's true some some people are a little touchy about things the fall police fall police yes yes but how am i doing i'm frazzled uh the last time we spoke i announced that we were launching a book and a website all in the same week and that week has just passed Yes, yes. So um, Devil's Advocate, the co-write with Miranda McLeod, is out in the world. And currently, we're recording this on October 11th. So uh, first, we probably should say uh, Happy National Coming Out Day to everybody. Happy National Coming Out Day. Also, back to Devil's Advocate, all about me. Sorry. As we're recording this, the book is sitting at the number one spot in the Amazon store in the U.S. for uh, romance and fiction. It's always a big relief when the launch goes well, especially since, what was it, last October when Amazon started making tweaks and all everyone's launches started going not well. Mm-hmm. So this, I, I've always been a bit uh, scared even before that glitch, and ever since that glitch I've been even more nervous when I release books, so this one has gone really well. And there was a brief time where the cover of Devil's Advocate and Augs were swapping back and forth between the number one and the number two slot because we had a book pub for one cold in summer. So it's, it was an exciting weekend on the book front. On you the book pub you were front. ruling the Amazon Lesfic charts. It wasn't just me, it was a team effort. I mean, Miranda wrote half of Devil's Advocate and you wrote a couple of lines in one golden summer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> At least four. They were the best. Yeah, they were the best. They, the they were brilliant. If you can identify which of the four, you win a signed copy. All right. So I get to play that because I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so no, it was exciting and it, it just goes to show that um, teamwork also works. In other launch news, the, on October 3rd, roughly at 1.33 in the afternoon last Monday, not that I was counting or watching the clock waiting for the text from the website people to say it's live and ready, the new iHeart Sapphic website came to life. We've been working furiously behind the scenes on IHS for months, and I will admit I was a nervous wreck. (laughs) I was very, very nervous, but the website peeps did a fantastic job, and it got out into the world, and they were able to do whatever, I don't know what magic they have to do behind the scenes, because a lot of it 
like I could see what was happening in the dev state, but when it goes live, they have to do a ton of stuff and everything. And um, it took them several hours, but it was fun to watch how people are reacting. The book finder um, is the most popular feature on the new site. And for those who are not familiar with the book finder yet, we have been building a database and we have roughly about 1200 books in there now. And we've broken out different categories for um, character archetypes, uh, occupations, tropes, themes, and such. And so you can kind of search for if you want a ice queen mermaid. We have so far one book in the book finder for that. I'm hoping we can enter more. So everyone who has an ice queen mermaid sapphic fiction, please let us know. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, when you do your top 10 of Ice Queen, Sapphic, Romance, Mermaid fiction, (laughs) there's only, but you know, that's a great chance to get into a top 10. Absolutely. So um, it's an underserved market at the moment. Also with the new website, it's so much easier for us to schedule the new release uh, newsletter. We now have a free book page and sale page for if authors let us know, we can add books so easily to it. It's a relief on this end. There's a lot of work prepping for it. But now that we have so many books in there, it's a bit easier to do. And it allows, it frees up more time for us to help promote in other ways. So that is the exciting news on the launch front. Another big change with the new website is now that we're allowing authors to pay for ads. Authors have been asking me this for about four years. And every time I started to think about it, it overwhelmed me because not only would I have to like figure out invoicing and an account and all of that, but I just kind of shut my brain down. But um, as you can imagine, building this database has been a massive investment. So ads are one way we're helping defray the costs for the new website. And we announced it right before we went live because we were a bit under the gun with everything else. And I was amazed how many authors purchased ads during our pilot program. And we basically said, we're not sure how this is going to work, but if you could help us, that would be great. (laughs) So many authors did, and it was fantastic to see so many authors helping us, and we're trying to figure out the best ways to help them in return and get more exposure for their books. So so that's another big thing that we've been managing behind the scenes. Mm. And then one last thing before I turn the mic over to you the author of four sentences and one golden summer. I don't know where I came up with that. It's probably the lack of sleep. <laughs> I'm sticking with it apparently. But um, this Saturday, I know this will have already happened by the time this podcast comes out on Monday, but this Saturday I'm heading to P-Town for uh, a day for Women's Week. I only have a day that I can go down to the Cape, but I'm hoping to um, bump into some sapphic authors and, Generally have a good time and a relaxing time. The Cape in the, what did you call it? Fautum? Fautum, yeah. The Cape at this time of year. I don't think I can do it twice, that word. Um, it's this absolutely beautiful time to go. The leaves are starting to change. They still have the um, late summer flowers. And then obviously any time near the ocean, it's just stunning. So I'm looking forward to Saturday and hanging out with some writer friends and just relaxing and enjoying the seaside air so how are things on your side 
Well, just a big congratulations again for getting the uh, launch of uh, iHeart Sapphic up and running. I'm sure that that's, um, lots of authors are very grateful to you for doing that. Um, and also have a great time in P-Town. Jealous. I love P-Town. So uh, Provincetown, for those not in the know, uh, is um, just off Boston, isn't it? Just off. It's quite a bit ways out. It's on the Cape, but it's at the very tippy top of the Cape. Like you, I'm driving since I live in Massachusetts, and by the time you get to the Cape, you're like, oh. We're finally here and then you just keep going yes and going right. and the... going until you get to the tip but yeah. um yeah it's uh and it's a nice drive though so the, the the roads are a bit windy and if i remember correctly from the cotswolds you would not like the windy road no i wouldn't like it no <laughs> i remember that bit well, yes. Driving around the Cotswolds, I won out. Who was going to in the front seat? Anyway, what's going on over here? Well, um, this week, as this goes out on Monday the 17th of October, it is my launch week for the Christmas catch. Da 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 da! Thank you. Pause to let me do the toot toot. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> I wonder what you were doing. You were bringing your face really close to the, to the screen. I'm like, what's she doing? She's going to lick it? lick it in excitement for my for my new launch yes yeah, so the christmas cat the art team did a great job picking up the last minute errors um so i'm fairly confident now it's as good as it can be but as we know nothing's ever perfect and you just have to let go but i'm pretty pleased uh with this one yeah you know i think as, as i said before um i think this is my funniest book in ages it's 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 an all-out heart and sleeve funny and because I'm so, you know, but it's also packed with Christmas feels and fuzzies and all the, all the, all that, all that festive goodness, TB. And because I'm feeling confident about it, it's going to be a disaster, right? Is that how, is that how these things work? I don't know. It's hard to guess anymore. Yeah. I'm hoping that that is not the case because like, <laughs> A, it would be sad for you, but B, it would be sad for Christmas. You're like the, the sapphic queen of Christmas, so if your book didn't do well, I think it would just be really sad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I'm putting too much pressure on myself now, but you know, no, whatever happens, I'm really pleased with this book. And, and weirdly, it's only my second release of the year, which is pretty mad, but I'm really glad that this one is going to be getting out there. Whoop and indeed dupe. But do you know one thing that I did forget about launching a book? Because, you know, I was, I've had this one ready to go right for a while and I've, I've timed the lead up and everything to the launch. But I did still forget, as I do every fucking time, how time-consuming the two weeks running up to launch are. <laughs> Even though I was prepared and had some things done in advance, you, there are some things that you just can't get done in advance. Um, so uh, the lead up to this, as we're recording now on the 11th, um, I'm doing a, a quick pre-sale from tomorrow, so I'm almost done with all the lead up, but it is, it's been very time-consuming as it always is, um, and that's just how it is, but it has impacted uh, my my writing, any fresh writing getting done. So Christmas catch, launch week, yay, but the football book, which I thought four weeks ago, I remember saying to you, I'm cracking along with this, you know, I'm gonna be done in two or three weeks. Um, it hasn't really moved very far in that time. Maybe I've added five or 10,000 words, but I'm having a hard time sitting down, back down and getting back into the story. And I did have an epiphany moment actually yesterday where I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about don't stop and reread because it will throw you out of the book. Well, I've already stopped writing this really, you know, like I'm eking out words um, here and there where I can in the gaps. However, I feel like I've, 
I'm, I've been thrown off the course. So I think what I'm going to do is sit down and re read what I've done and then maybe replot because actually I, I also then forgotten that I do normally replot once a book and I haven't done it with this one. So I think that's my next challenge with the football book to get it back on track. But I'm sure it's better than I think it is. But I, you know, you know, like when you stop writing, then you kind of forget what you've done and then you kind of lose the, th the train of thought or the thread. So I'm sure it's all there. I just need to go back and reread it. But, you know, just just with the launch and also I've just been I've, I've not been feeling that great, uh, you know, time of life, hormonal changes. And so I haven't been feeling that well physically and mentally. So I have to listen to my body and not work when I can't work. So, um, yeah, I think maybe going back and just rereading what I've done uh, will get me back on track. But I also think launching this book will get me back on track with this one as well. Hopefully. Launching is a, um, it's a funny beast because it's a, a, a something we have to do repeatedly. And you'd think each time we'd be like, oh, finally, I'm, I'm going to nail this one. And then there's always something where you're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> I absolutely thought this one was going to be breeze because you know I had this book done uh, you know in in August so I'm like wow it doesn't have to be launched in October I've got plenty of time and actually it hasn't been a mad rush I'm, I'm I'm completely on schedule but it's just all the bits and bobs that you forget that you have to do so anyway it's nearly it's nearly over the finish line so I'm very I, I will be pleased when it's out pleased to have my second book out this year <laughs> it's only taken me ten months I'm such I'm I'm, I'm a powerhouse. Other news though, other very exciting news that I couldn't tell you last time, but um, I can now tell this time because I was under NDA, is that it started with a kiss, uh, my sunshine vineyard romance that was my first book I brought out this year, has been shortlisted for the Kindle Storyteller Award 2022. And I just say, two, two. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it just means that of all the books launched in Kindle in the UK this spring, it started with a kiss was um, narrowed shortlisted um, in the top five. Now, obviously, I'm thrilled and I'm very open to the prospect of winning an Amazon marketing campaign and 20 grand. Who wouldn't be? So I am I'm keeping my chakras open, TB, so that if the winner is going to come my way, I'm going to pull it towards me with all my positive energy. Um, but the awards are going to take place a week today when this comes out they're on monday the 24th of october they're at the houses of parliament and it's going to be the awards going to be presented by adam k who had a massive hit in the uk with his book this is going to hurt which has since gone on to be a hit tv show too now he's quite a big star over here he's also a comedian but i've got to say i'd be lying if i wasn't disappointed because last year they had claire balding presenting lesbian icon and i've been to another one where they had lorraine kelly daytime TV icon. So, um, you know, Adam Kay's a bit of a step down, but if he presents me with the award, TB, I'm not gonna moan. But it's still very exciting to be nominated. Amazon are putting the five shortlisted candidates up in a hotel in London overnight. A bit far for me to travel, not gonna lie. Uh, but I do get to stay in a Covent Garden hotel, so that's nice. But you know, one of the guys in the, uh, in the shortlist, he's number one right now on the whole of Kindle in the UK. So, you know, there's some heavy hitters in there. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm open to it. Open to it. Happy to win. Yes, yes, and we'll, we'll all have our fingers and toes crossed. But is Adam, he was, is he a doctor? Yes, we, we, I think we saw him at the London Book Fair. He was just... His name, yeah, his name is ringing a bell. Yes, he was, um, he was a doctor for six years, and his book, This Is Going To Hurt, is like a comedic memoir of his time 
as a yeah. gyne- in a gynecological department. Yeah, he was training to be a gynecologist and then his sort of travails delivering babies, basically. This is going to hurt in gynecology. should never go in the same sentence. This is true. And his TV... Like, I read the book and I didn't... He's, you know, he, he writes really well and I didn't have any issues particularly with the book i thought it was it was it was heart-wrenching it was you know it doesn't paint the nhs in a very good light uh, but it was quite funny as well and sort of very personal very touching but the tv show has had a lot of critics because he is a man uh working in the gynecology department and um kind of the the criticisms have been that it, it all the jokes were at the expense of women in pain so I haven't seen the TV show. I didn't think that of the book, but you know, TV make turns things into a different beast. This interesting. I didn't know that. I, mm. I thought it was. I thought he was an ER doctor. I didn't. I didn't pick up on the fact that it was um, gynecology. So I think he yeah. did. I think he did start in in um, A and E, and then he went. But then he specialised in um, delivering babies, basically. This is exciting news for you. So, um, have you have you uh, had your what's your usual celebratory meal? Don't you guys get like seafood and bubbly? Yes. Well, it's only not only exciting for me. It's exciting for sapphic fiction as a whole. I think you know it's nice for nice to be shortlisted. Uh, it, it's not just about me. I'm not the first one to do it. I would ha- I would hasten to say Jay Winters was shortlisted as well, and Amanda Radley. So they seem to like to do. A sapphic, a sapphic fiction author every few years. <laughs> I think it's great that we are being put forward, you know, to the whole of I'm on the Kindle homepage, so it's nice that that's happening, so that people can just see that we we are here. Absolutely, and since you said, you said it's a win for everybody, are you going to buy us all bubbly? If I win 20 grand, uh, champagne all round. That'll, that'll be nice, and it'll be nice to have um, a, a day out, although I'm sure it'll be a bit nerve-wracking. Yes, yes. Do you have to go on stage if you win? Yes, you have to do a speech, I imagine. Okay, watch those steps. Yes. Don't don't drink too much wine beforehand, Claire. Note to self. I have had an experience where um, I drank a little too much wine before giving a speech at a wedding. Um, okay, I don't remember it. <laughs> that was the only way I was going to get through it. So. <laughs> well, I think I have told you uh, on this podcast about when I won a won an, uh, an award or won a prize and I, I tripped and fell on the stage so I've got precedent I've got history I've got um yeah history of this so fingers crossed that won't happen anyway let's crash on to comments well I'm hoping you got the face planting out of the way early on in life you yes won't do it anymore there you go all right we have a comment up from Nat who said uh I really appreciate your podcast I have a question for you if you don't mind when you publish the KDP, about how long is the lag time between hitting that button and the book becoming available for readers? I've heard that it, there can be a delay. Here's the fun thing about when you uh, do anything with Amazon or ACX or anything like that. When you hit that publish button, I've had it take less than an hour, and I've had it take up to 72 hours. There is no rhyme or reason for their process that I can discern you are up to the KDP gods it's when they decide to push it through they will what's your opinion um yeah I agree uh I think that I think that the most it's ever taken for me for an ebook is about 48 hours um the quickest I've ever had it done is about five hours um but 
for a print book so if you publish through amazon kdp print as well which is two different you know two different um editions uh the print the last my it started with a kiss it took 10 days for it to be approved i was going insane so whereas um the christmas catch i've already published it uh to print and it took two hours to be approved so um there you go two hours to 10 days for print so it really is it really does just depend what's going on at amazon absolutely and um also this happens with when you change prices on amazon so say you join a sale for ihs um yeah it can take a really long time i i remember i released the fall girl back in oh this was another lifetime ago uh, 2018, and I wanted to have a 99 cent price point for my newsletter people, so I set it at 99 cents for the first day of the launch, and then it took them 10 days to recognize that I wanted to change it, even though I kept changing it and emailing them, and um, that book did really well, and I have no idea how much money I lost, because they were like, no, we're not changing it up from 99 cents to 5.99, screw you! Yeah, they, they, they have the power. They have the power in this situation. They do, but also do remember, um, if you are desperate, like you know, if you if you've said you're going to join a sale and you and uh, they haven't changed their price, do remember that you can call Amazon because quite often if you call them, things get sorted out quicker, and they will always call you back within five minutes. And I think people are scared to call Amazon or whatever, but they've always been very helpful whenever I've spoken to someone on the phone. Much more helpful than you know sometimes the people uh, replying off a script to your email. So, uh, and, and it tends to get done there and then. Yes, that is a good tip. Pro tip, we should have like a little like special bell. Yes, or a single toot. All right, are there comments on your side before I slide on over to buy us a coffee? Is that our special bell? Yes, no, that was my sister calling. Yes, I've got one comment uh, from, I'm not quite sure how to say this name, um, Ethan, Ethan, A-E-T-H-G-A-M. Um, sorry if I've, um, well, I have just buggered up your name. Uh, but they wrote in and said, just said, thanks for the podcast. You and TB have made some of my days at work much lighter. That's always nice because, you know, work can be kind of a um, dreary place sometimes. So I'm glad we can bring some sunshine in. Yeah. Always here for the sunshine. Any coffee updates, TB? We have one. Iona says, haven't bought you a coffee for ages. So here's a few to catch up. So thank you very much, Iona, for the coffees. We appreciate it. We do indeed. Thank you very much. Right, so let's crash on to the topic at hand. Now, this is, again, uh, another surprise one for me. Uh, TB has a question, and um, I don't know what it is. Okay, well, just to preface it, it's going to be a bit of a wind-up, so just, you know, sit back, enjoy some coffee. Let me let me explain what I'm trying to ask, okay. if that makes sense. All right, so, as you know, being an indie author and running an indie author business, it takes a lot of different skills. You have the creative skills where you have you have to write the book, blurbs, taglines. You got to learn time management. You have to learn marketing. You have to learn the business side. I think you and I both know that we spend a lot of time in spreadsheets. There's editing, and I'm sure there's a hundred other things I've forgotten. If you were offered a mentorship, this is the question. If you were offered a mentorship with the leading expert in one of those areas and you were given the chance to learn from the best person in the world at it, but you can only choose one skill for the indie author business, what would you choose? Ooh, very good question. 
probably should admit um, Miranda helped me come up with this question. That's <laughs> so. That's, I can't take all the credit. Teamwork makes the dream work. Good question, Miranda. Did T did you write four words of it, TB? Is that it? Probably not even four. <laughs> I think I think I would have to say the thing I'm interested in learning more about right now, which is I suppose how to I'm gonna use a very corporate word. Are you ready? Leverage. <laughs> Or how, I That's suppose sexy. I know, right? I want to, I want to, I want to uh, work with the leverage spe specialist in a mentorship. <laughs> Said no one ever. Um, no, I suppose, I suppose on the craft and sort of running the publishing side of the business, I'm quite. I feel like I've got. I feel like I know what I'm doing there. You know, it's always a scramble in launch week, but I feel like I know what I'm doing. Um, but I feel like the thing that I would love to work on more, um, and I've been reading a lot of books around it now, is sort of getting more of a handle on my relationship with money. Um, I don't think I've got that bad a relationship with money. I think it was the podcast we did about a relationship with money that, that got me thinking, is, it, is that correct? And I think more or less what I said, um, off, you know, kind of just with a little bit of thought, was correct. But I'm trying to open up my mind on that and, and then also wrap that around how I can reach more readers via different methods. So I don't know if this is making sense, but I suppose what, I'm, what I would like to do at the moment is use methods that people outside of the author world use to reach customers. Uh, and that's what I'd, I'd love to. So somebody who's like a real online um, wizard in, in in an online digital business, but not necessarily an author. What could I learn from them? Do you have anyone in mind? That was the bonus part of this question. Do you have a particular person in mind that you would love to mentor you? Yeah, probably um, somebody like um, the woman who wrote the money book that I just read, Denise Duffield Thomas. She has got the attitude and the ethos that I... I would like to adopt. She's very, she's very user focused, as in reader focused. But for 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 us, um, but she's very business minded. But she marries the two brilliantly. And I, you know, I think that we both do that anyway as well because we we understand it's important. But I think I would like to. She is somebody who's conquered a a bigger part. You know, sort of uh, her her reach is bigger. And I think. I think that I'm quite happy with the core stuff that I offer, but I need to, I probably need to put a little bit more of me into the brand. Uh, I know I already do that, but maybe uh, via some other mediums, like, I don't know, video or something like that. I'm not sure, but I would like different ways to reach more people, I suppose. That's, that's the key thing. There's a very, very windy, windy answer. I don't know if it makes sense, but I really like Denise Duffield Thomas and her ethos and what she stands for. And there is there is another person, but I, let me have a think about it. What, what's your answer on this? Well, we went different routes on this one. Uh, I went craft route, but I'm really sad that I can't speak to uh, Charles Dickens or Jane Austen because, of course, I would want to speak to them because I'm that nerd. Um, and while I love Sarah Waters' writing, I absolutely love her writing. Uh, we write such different types of stories. She's more literary fiction. Um, genre fiction so I think I would have to go with uh, Stephen King 
again, I don't write horror or fantasy or any of that, but um, he writes very addictive stories, and he's um, probably one of the most prolific authors of our time. And I learned a lot from his book on writing, and I imagine he actually became my mentor. I can learn just even more. And also, he seems like a funny guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in the, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to surround myself with funny people and supportive people. That's the route I went. But I would love to, like, if possible, and it would probably be one of the most excruciating experiences of my life, but I would like one of the really top editors in New York to just go through my book with me, a book with me, and teach me, because one of the, you learn a lot in school about writing and everything, but it wasn't until I started getting my books and working with editors that I learned the most. But I think it would be a painful experience, but good in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that would be a very painful experience with most people. Um, but yeah, I, you're you're completely right. Uh, people people often question the um, validity of editors and do they need them? Yes, you do because you won't become a better writer without them. But it is can be painful working with them. But yeah, I've I've learnt the most working with editors. So um, yeah, I think as a secondary thing, that would that would that would be pretty cool um, to get that feedback. Uh, but yeah, I think it's something I have been, it's something I've been just thinking about and ruminating about, you know, sort of how to reach more readers and how to reach them in a different way than most authors are thinking about. What can I learn from other fields and then bring that into this field? Um, and it's still something that I'm, I'm ruminating on and, uh, who knows when I'll act on it, but it's, 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 it's interesting to, interesting to think about it and, um, but I would, but you know, if I if I had to go for a second one, yeah, maybe I'd go for um, somebody somebody crafty to learn from. Maybe somebody like Judy Bloom. I love her storytelling. Judy Bloom. I also considered Nora Roberts. Hmm. Um, I considered like the ones who definitely built up long-standing careers, who are been writing since I can remember and are still writing. So I mean, that's I think since we're both. Uh, full-time authors we need that stability and desire to keep going and I think they might have some wise words yes about how to do that definitely and I think that you know if you think about how you can reach readers in a different way as well then you might be able to reach more and then because you know I've always been about not working too hard not not going for the you know too many too many book launches a year because I know that that's just not how I will be okay um, and so you know maybe if you can reach more readers with the books you've got uh, and then you can you know bas- basically utilize and leverage your back catalog better that's basically what I'm saying isn't it yes you like the word leverage today and I ruminating. do those are like the, the words what's what's the other one ruminating ruminate really am I being ruminating on it You've, you've said a few times, and I'm always like, oh, I've always liked that. Maybe it's because I like that word mm. that I, it keeps like, I'm like, like happiness washes over me when oh, you say good. it for some reason. And I didn't even know I'd said it. Look at me. I'm just so in the zone, TB. Yes, absolutely. You're just nailing the words, <laughs> nailing them. <laughs> I mean, you did get four good sentences in one golden summer. I did. I did. Yes. That was just the, the best blur- ones. That was just the blurb on the back cover. Well, sold a lot of books. That's your own goal, right? <laughs> All right. Great question. I liked it. Great question, Miranda. Well done. 
do let us know what you think because I think this would be a question that would spark a lot of uh, people, a lot of answers from write, the writers in the room. Um, and even if you you haven't written your first word yet, but you think, what would I most like to learn the most about? Do let us know. Um, comment on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, at lesbianswhowrite, and Instagram me, at clairefic. And join us next time round when we will have another topic that we don't know about yet because that's the mysterious type of gals we are all right until then stay safe keep writing bye everybody thanks for listening to lesbians who write follow us on twitter at les who write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee and sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much, and see you next time.